Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother J.W. Brand here at God's Whole Word. Amen. And we give God praise today. I'll tell you what, folks, it is still hot, hot, hot here in Texas. Now, I know it's supposed to be, uh, you know, uh, looking like fall. I guess fall time has started, but Texas don't know nothing about fall, I guess. Uh, because it's 97 degrees or so and feeling like 105 because of the heat index, the humidity and all that that they add in. Uh, you know, I, I saw where a newscast person that was doing the weather last night and he said, or well, it came up on the screen and he he, he marked it down and it said free sauna because, uh, you know, I guess they're trying to put a, 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 a twist on it. Y'all know what I mean? And trying to tell us, well, we got a free sauna because of all the humidity. But uh, anyhow, I'm going to tell you what, it's hot here in Texas. But I'm going to tell you something else that is more important for us to understand. There is a hell and hell is hot. There's a hell, and God told us about it through the mouth of Jesus, the Son of the living God. Jesus is the one that told us about hell, too. Now, certainly, the apostles, uh, you know, they give us an understanding of some things uh, through the Word, but Jesus really gave us some understanding about hell. He talked about it, and I'll tell you what, it's not a place I want to go. And I don't think anybody wants to go. But the problem is there's a lot of folks out there that just say, well, I don't believe in hell. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in the Bible. Well, I've got some news for you. You're going to. You see, one of these days you're going to meet God. You're going to meet the almighty God you are. Yes, you are. Hallelujah. You're going to meet him. And you're going to have to be ready to meet him. And uh, you say, why you talk like that when this is supposed to be, you know, Christian podcast and people, you know, Christian, come on here and listen. Listen, I'm not such a fool that I think that only Christian listen to the podcast that Christians put out. You ought to know better than that. Haven't you ever read no comments of people that are putting out Christian podcasts? Or, you know, uh, I, I, I was watching this one podcast. It was a, a young lady that had a podcast and she was, uh, you know, talking some things about, now I don't mean in a negative, I'm not saying it's negative on my part of thinking, but, uh, you know, she was talking some things that uh, people just didn't like. You know, she talked some things that I, I agreed with a lot of what she said. Uh, you know, when somebody said, well, that, that girl, she ought to run for president maybe someday, but uh, she ain't got no mind to do that. But uh, anyway, but I was listening to her, and, and, you know, she got a lot of good things to say, but do you look down in the comments, and I'm going to tell you what, there's people that just don't like that young lady. Because when you get to talking about things and you start trying to uh, tell people, look, this is the right direction to go in. This is uh, the proper direction to go in. People don't want to hear what uh, was considered proper at one time. Before we go any further, I want to pray to the Lord. Let's go to the Heavenly Father. Dear Lord, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love, your holiness. Without holiness, no man can see God, as your word says. 
So help us to get holy and stay holy. And we know, Lord, that without you, we don't have no holiness in and of ourselves. It doesn't exist. But with you, Lord, you've created in us uh, a new heart. And we thank you for that. And so, Lord Jesus, we ask you, Lord, to bless this podcast, put words in my mouth, and guide us and lead us that we may just hear some more of your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, as I was going to say, uh, and this goes along with the podcast today because we're in chapter 6 and we've been looking at verses 16 through 19 and we've been talking about the things that God hates. Now, I would like to say before we go any further, I did not do a podcast on Tuesday and I told y'all there are going to be times uh, that we're, you know, I'm not going to be able to uh, get to it. I'm not trying to make it seem like it's not worth doing or that there's no value to it, but there are things uh, that uh, we run across uh, in, especially in the summer, there's certain things. And I'm not talking about running off to the beach or anything like that. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about things that uh, come in for whatever reason uh, in the heat of the summer and in uh, all of uh, the things that go on with uh, certain, uh, shall we say, behaviors uh, in the summertime. It creates a necessity uh, for me to at times have to uh, address some issues i will just put it that way uh, and take care of some things and so that's what we've been doing and uh but anyway we've been talking uh in proverbs chapter 6 verse 16 through 19 about the things that god hates and you know there's a lot of folks even christians you know it just it absolutely amazes me that christians don't think that god can hate when it's right there in the bible God has got some things he hates, and you better get that through your thick head. And so God, he threw the mouth of Solomon, the one that was known as the wisest man in the world, only because God gave him the wisdom. And he imparts these words. And he said, these six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto God. You know what an abomination is. It's something God hates and will always hate. Amen and hallelujah. And we've been looking at the list and we've been going through it and we've been studying those things on the list and we've kind of taken our uh, time with it and looking up different scriptures and talking. Y'all know I'm long-winded. I can talk. And if you want to hear and see my face, uh, this podcast is not done with a uh, filming of it so you can actually see uh, me or any guests that we may have in the future. Uh, we'll uh, be working on that in the future, but that will take some time. But if you got a mind to look at my ugly mug, my ugly face, you can go to uh, what we have our um, uh, YouTube ministry called The Eunuch Preacher. And you can look that up. It is The Eunuch Preacher. The word eunuch is spelled E-U-N-U-C-H. And the letters of each of those words, the eunuch preacher, the letter of each of those three words are capitalized, and then the rest of them are lowercase letters. And you can look that up. Look it up. Because the eunuch preacher, we have our Wednesday night Bible studies. Um, and as well, this last Wednesday, we were not uh, in uh, worship or Bible study uh, we were attending to some things that uh, 
were needing to be attended to in our family. And we certainly do not minimize God or his word or anything else, but God does say, take care of your family when you've got needs that got to be taken care of. So we had to do that. And uh, But uh, certainly we spend the majority of every Wednesday and have for um, uh, quite a long time, long before uh, we even had the YouTube ministry, the unit preacher, we would have our Wednesday night Bible studies. And uh, then also on Saturdays, which is the Sabbath, uh, as the Word of God says, uh, we have our Sabbath worship services. Uh, the unit preacher also is listed under that. Uh, and we have our songs and our praise and our worship, and we our message uh, tends to be geared, uh, uh, for the most part, towards those uh, that are lost. Um, but, but of course, there are many times God gives us more along the way uh, than just reaching the lost, you know, or maybe encouraging those that are walking with the Lord, um, uh, giving a, um, maybe a, a word of exhortation here or there. But um, on this podcast, we want to look at exactly what the name is about. The whole Word of God. We don't want to give you just part. Why Why do I want to waste my time? I mean, come on. Why am I going to sit here and waste time and only give you part of the Word of God? I'm not going to do that. You say, what, what's up with you? Well, what's up with me is heaven and the Holy Ghost and God and everything else along with the Word. That's what's up with me. And, and you, you're going to have to look at all of God's Word. Don't sit there and park somewhere. Say, well, you know, God only talks about love. That's a lie. You hear what I'm telling you? That's a lie. God don't just talk about love. Yes, the Bible says without love you can't do nothing. But you better listen to what God's got to say. You better listen to the whole counsel of God's Word and stop playing word games with Him. Do you understand? Amen, hallelujah. Now, I don't mean to be a mean daddy or nothing like that. I'm not trying to be that way. I'm not trying to be a mean old preacher. I'm, I'm just, I, but I, you know, God put a fire in my mouth and he said, you go tell them. He said, you, he said don't you be afraid of their faces. That's what the Lord told me. And I, I, I didn't want to do it because I knew this fire that was in me. I knew what God put inside of me, but I held it in. And God kept saying, I need you to go tell them what I said. And every now and then the Lord would get to me. You know, I I was uh, talking, well, texting actually. You know, and I, I was telling somebody uh, today in a text, I was texting him and I was saying, you know, because um, a certain one of my children came up and I and the situation and the person that, that child of mine, a particular one, we got nine children, but this particular one, you know, backslid, had been baptized with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name and uh uh, made a decision to turn away from the Lord and just uh, walking down the road that uh, uh, that they choose to go down, and it's been just absolutely disastrous. Uh, and uh, uh, they, they uh, uh, a certain situation come up, and um, I, I was talking with um, uh, someone about it that knew of it, and uh, I said, you know, because they said, well, the Holy Ghost don't uh, isn't going to just leave the person is that I said oh no I said listen when she was baptized with the Holy Ghost I said that you know what that does listen when you get baptized with the Holy Ghost you become God's property now yes God God 
belong. You know, everything that God got, everything there is on this earth, every human being, we all belong to the Lord, whether we like it or not, because he created us. But, uh, and when I say belong, I mean, you know, he owns everything. <laughs> Y'all understand what I mean? I mean, the Lord, he, he owns everything. You, you ain't got no breath in your body. I don't wake up without breath in my body because God, he says so. That's why. I, I don't have, and neither do you, your heart beating unless God says so. Do you understand that? Because God says so. And every heartbeat that your heart beats is because the Lord says, let it beat. Now, he may not put it in exact word that way, but it is only by his power that you're alive and even taking your next breath. And we got to understand that. Every breath we take. <sighs> Did you hear that breath going in? Exhaling, it's because God allows it. And when your time is up, your time is up. And so we got to get ready to meet him. We got to get ready to find out in God's word what he says so we can be ready to meet him. God didn't waste all his time to write this book for you to sit there and not listen to him. You know, I guess the sick and tired of Christian, well, people claim to be Christian. And they, oh, you know, the, the Bible don't teach that. I remember I went to a meeting one time. Now, this was, uh, you know, I had my career. I'd had my career for, uh, now I didn't label it that way. Somebody else did, but anyway. And we had a, uh, a care home and uh, taking care of very difficult children uh, for a long time, 11 years. And a very, very taxing work, very difficult work. But, you know, you, your heart goes out to the children because of all the abuse they've been through, all the struggle and the abuse that they've had to suffer under. And my heart just, you know, God called us to it, and we did that for 11 years. But uh, I was supposed to stop at 10 years, and I did not do that. And I added another year, and I just about, uh, my body just about gave out because I didn't want to let it go because I loved the children. You know, we loved them and cared for them and wanted to be there for them. But uh, God said it was time to go. Um, but anyway, during the course of this time, uh, I, you know, uh, the Lord began to deal with me and said, you need to get back to where I called you to be, and you need to start living the way I, you know how you're supposed to be living. And God began to really deal with us and, uh, and all of that. And I remember one day I was having a conversation with a social worker that was a, uh, well, she was one of the lead social workers, and her and I got into a, uh, shall we say, disagreement. And I began to tell her, I said to her at one point, I said, you know how many times I've been lied to by social workers? And she said, you know how many times I've been lied to by social workers, the ones that I, you know, that she said she employed or was, you know, over. And she said to me at one point, she said, John, you are not like you used to be. Ooh, hallelujah! Glory to God. Because she could see that something had happened to me. That something, you listen, when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you and begin, begin to deal with you, and, and you know, uh, because like I, I told folks, you know, uh, I backslid more than one time. You know, I was a serial backslider, and, uh, and the Lord got a hold of me. 
but as the Lord get a hold of you, you know, and you, 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 you're trying to walk towards him and trying to live for him and all that, and, it, and sometimes, you know, you don't want to let go of things. It takes a little while to shake you loose from some of those things, and God will, God will do what he needs to do. If you really got a mind to want to serve him, God will do whatever he needs to do to shake your tree. That's for sure. Uh, but um, anyway, she said to me that day, she said, you're not like you used to be. And I said, no, I'm not. That's exactly what I, I said. No, I'm not. I said, the Lord has turned me around. I said, I'm not like I used to be. I said, you are right. I said, that is correct. And uh, because they had a mind to want you, you as a foster parent in the state that we were in and across the United States everywhere now, I see it just, you know, but the Lord gave me a heads up several years before some of this other stuff that came up. Uh, but uh, the Lord began to deal with me, and and um, and and you know they the the foster sister. I'm not saying that it it you know that there's not foster parents that are needed because there's a lot of children that suffer through uh, the abuse they go through and all that. So I don't I don't want to be on here slamming the whole system. Uh, but I'm gonna tell you what. Uh, there are some of those foster systems, you know, running through the state as it does and all of that. There's agendas that go with it. And it's really unfortunate. It's sad because it means that you're going to have to make up your mind as a child of God, if you're really going to live for him, uh, that you are going to have to say, I'm not going to let certain boundaries be crossed. And that becomes very difficult, and this is the reason why the Lord uh, began to call us out and, and tell us it was time to go because, uh, you know, we preach holiness, we preach godliness, and, and all of those things. And and we, at one point, we were pastoring a church there in the state of Washington and, and fostering children. And many of these children, they had become a part of the church. They loved the Lord. They uh, they, you know, they, they struggle like anybody else in trying to serve the Lord, trying to get to know Him and grow and all of those kind of things uh, and learning the ways of God and how to live for the Lord. Um, but at one point, my license as a foster parent became, it, it came into question. Now you say, what does it got to do with what we're talking about? Well, we're talking about today the things that God hates and the things that uh, we uh, have been camping out on, if you will, uh, is in verse 18, it says, "An heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. A heart that devise, deviseth wicked imaginations. And the word imaginations mean plans. It means plans. Wicked, of course, means evil, ungodly, unholy, and so on. Uh, but, but imaginations, plans that people make. And look, in the foster system, if you look back, and even the foster system will tell you that. They have tapes that you, you know, well, I say tapes, but I mean, uh, I don't know, DVDs, CDs, I'm not sure. but I don't even know how they do it now, but they might live stream. I don't know what they do because we haven't been doing that for quite a many years now. But um, anyway, you know, the Lord began to deal with us because we knew that there was things that were coming up against our beliefs and where God had led us. God had led us and... Uh, to literally uh, to begin to move away from uh, the uh, I, there's no other way to say this ungodly dead church that uh, we were a part of God said you need to come out from among them and be separate 
remove yourself from these people because they do not follow me. And so we had to obey. And as we did, and God moved us along. And I, you know, like I said, I, I backslid uh, more than once. That was a serial backslide. I knew the, the truth and all of that. But, you know, listen, when you backslide, you're blind. The devil will blind you. And, and you might see things even in a different way for a while. But if people keep on praying for you, I'll tell you what prayer works. Prayer uh, is, is, is uh, the, the battle uh, on the battlefield. Listen, it's the it's the war that we do on the battlefield is prayer, amen. And I I will talk about that. I'm gonna be talking about that this uh, coming Sabbath service that's coming up. Uh, which uh, let's see, let's look at the date today, y'all. Uh, on my phone it says today's September 22nd of uh, 2023 on Friday. So tomorrow will be the uh, 23rd. So. Uh, when you when y'all go to um, look at the podcast or not the podcast, but the um, if you look up the Eunuch Preacher tomorrow, uh, remember we pre-record uh, our worship services on the Sabbath, uh, as well as our Wednesday Bible studies on the Eunuch Preacher as well. That ministry it's all pre-recorded. Uh, our Sabbath services tend to go a lot longer because we're taping the whole service and and we don't edit anything. I don't edit the Bible studies on the unit preacher. I don't edit uh, you get the whole enchilada. You get everything. You get every mistake. You get every problem. You get every whatever comes about. Uh, you get the whole thing. Uh, so you're going to get uh, the only thing is that we have a prayer meeting before our Sabbath services that we do not tape any longer. We used to do that, but we uh, we do that um, before we go there. You might come in on the tail end of it, but when the camera comes on, when the uh, cameraman turns the camera on. Uh, but in any event, uh, the Lord is give me a word, and uh, we want to. We want to be talking about some things. But um, I want you, if you will, to stay tuned. I, I would like you, if you would, to look at the archives that we got. Now, I'm, I'm going to say something. Because the archives that I've got through the preaching that God has given, the messages God has given me, and the Bible lessons that God has given me on Wednesdays and all that, and especially those Sabbath service messages, because I, I preach a lot to those that are lost. And uh, I'm going to tell you what, uh, I don't mince no words. I don't pussyfoot around with nobody. I don't play this, you know, the, I don't play this little dance. I don't do that. And I know that people don't like a lot of things that I say. I've had people literally come up to me when I passed a church in Washington I literally had people walk up to me. Uh, I mean, literally right after I got through preaching, and I'm down at the altar, I'm at the altar, and I'm praying with people, and I had people come up and, why do you, and get upset with me and say, why do you have to preach like that? Upset with me. And I said, well, I preach like that because that's what God gave me to preach. Now, one of those persons that did that uh, became very vehemently against me for many, many years, and as they began to walk that way and stood against me, 
and spoke against me and falsely accused me of things and just on and on and on. Uh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to tell you what. God, if you will be patient and you keep on. I'm talking, this was years ago. And just yesterday, I, I was in, with, in a text with this person. And they have made a complete 180 degree turn. And they are talking about wanting to find a church. They said to me in this text, because they live in, uh, still live up in Washington, and, and uh, we uh, left from there and uh, came to start a ministry here in Texas. And they said, uh, you know, because the person left the church for a while, and I uh, got the message yesterday, I got the text from the person. We've been texting back and forth for a bit, and uh, they've really made a wonderful change. Prayer works. Uh, and they said to me yesterday in a text, and I was just so overjoyed when I saw it because they said, you know, I, I want to get back in church and I want to be able to find a preacher that preaches like you. I want to be able, because I don't want to, and they, they even said, I don't want to be listening to teachers that are going to, and preachers that are going to give me a false word. And they said, I wish I could find one like you and I wish I could find a church like we, uh, like you pastored there in Washington. Um, but they didn't use the word pastor, but, but they, uh, you know, it was the understanding because they were there when I was pastoring that church. Uh, but they were, you know, saying that they, through some of the other texts, that how much they appreciated everything that I'd said and that I just stood my ground. Listen, listen, folks. We, we've got to stand our ground. I, it don't matter what the world says. It, it don't matter what they do. And, and that's why the Lord said, don't be afraid of their faces. Because if I had really let that person bother me that day, I'll never forget that. When they came up and they were just, and I was praying with folks. Y'all know what I mean? I mean, I was praying with folks. And the person came up, well, why you got to preach like that? It's like, whoa. You know what I'm saying? But now this person, after years and years and years, this person has done a complete 180 and is, and even said they're teaching their child how to live for the Lord and to, you know, wanting their husband to uh, uh, serve the Lord. And, you know, I don't know that they are really living for the Lord, the, the one that they're uh, with. But, um, you know, they, they want to get right with the Lord. They want to get back to church. And they said, well, I don't know where to go. And so I'm going to be doing my best to try to find them a church uh, in the city where they're in, because the city that they are in, uh, in the state of Washington, I'm, I don't mean any unkindness to you people up there in Seattle, Washington, but some of you got a mind to just turn away from what's true. Now, I know that there has got to be a oneness Pentecostal Jesus name church up there in Seattle, Washington that believes in holiness. And uh, my daughter is looking for uh, a church that is going to teach that and be, uh, uh, you know, uh, believing in baptism in Jesus' name, um, you know, uh, down in the water, going down in the water in Jesus' name, uh, the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and living a wholly separate life under God. And, and I mean with some standards, because she knew how I raised them uh, and and that we had very strong holiness standards. Men dress like men, women dress like women, and it's still that way today. I still believe that, and I still teach it, and I'm going to keep on. I don't care what anybody else is doing, what anybody else is saying. You, you know, Christians, That that's the thing that bothered the social workers. She was so upset because I had completely done a, 
but just a total 180 from where it was that, that we started at one point. I mean, we were already welcoming the Lord, but God just kept drawing me, and he said, you need to go back to the old old paths that I called you to. The old paths that I called you to. And I found that verse, you know, God spoke that to Jeremiah, and I found that in the Scripture. And, and so we've got to, folks, we've got to get back to the old paths. And I'm going to tell you what, the old paths taught that there were things that God hated. And, and when God says that he hates those that, you know, they come up with these wicked plans, you know, they, they got this mind to come up with wicked plans. And I'll talk to y'all a little bit about that today. And, and my thought as I was preparing and I'm praying today and, you know, just talking to the Lord and say, Lord, what, what do you want me to say today? And the Lord brought to my mind about the change that's come over the school system in the United States because it's changed. And, you know, it just... I don't know how to say this. Do y'all understand what I say when I say it just burns my gizzard? Do you get what I mean when I say that? I mean, it just fries my gizzard. When I, when I, you know, hear people say, Oh, we got to have separation from church and state. Have you ever heard that? Well, I've heard it. And, you know, and they go on and on and on. But if you look back, the, the 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 founding fathers even listen to me listen to me even some of you Christians get bothered with this stuff I don't want them teaching the Bible at school blah 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 well why wouldn't you want them to read the scripture I mean I, I get that you don't want them to sit there and maybe translate it because they might nowadays if they did have a Bible class at school in a public school, they might, well, even in some Christian school, they might twist it up and literally interpret it in a manner that is not meant to be. Because if you ain't baptized with the Holy Ghost, you just get sent off into la-la land, spiritually speaking. So, you know, but I, I begin to search and I begin to study today. And, and looking back, and I was studying some history over the situation with schools, and... Um, you know, in the 1920s, now I know some people look at that and they say, well, that was 100 years ago. Yeah, but you need to listen to yourself. How old is our country? Huh? I mean, supposedly everything really came to a head at 1776. Let's just go with that. Uh, I'm not going to dispute uh, those facts, uh, but of course some people got their mind to try to uh, turn things and twist things or whatever about history and all that kind of thing. But anyway, th this is where we, you know, celebrate 1776. And and really, for the most part, people, that's the reason why we celebrate 4th of July, uh, because uh, of our independence um, from what I understand, Great Britain. You know, don't you remember people say, oh, the British are coming, the British are coming. Well, we didn't actually hear it. I mean, I'm not old enough to, to hear all that. But, you know, you would hear of it when you read history and that kind of thing. So anyway, it was our independence from Great Britain. And I know there's a lot of things mixed in that. I get all that. I understand all that. So don't get yourself all in a tizzy and all bent up out of shape. Okay? Calm your little self down. Uh, but anyway, uh, so, but if you look back in the 1920s, okay, go back and look. There was Bible reading out of the King James Version in schools. 
public schools. Yes, there was. And there was prayer in public schools. And 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 this is only a hundred years ago, or a little over a hundred years ago. I mean, we're look, we're we're you know, 2020. Well, go back to 1920. We're 2023. Go back to to 1920. That's 103 years ago. Now, to you and I, that might seem like a long time, but honestly, let's think about that for a minute. Okay, I'm I'm almost 63. All right, y'all understand that? So you just add on 40 years to that. That's all that is. Just 40 years from my time. And so if y'all, or let's say you 63 or 64, whatever you are, let's say you 73. Well, look at that. that that's even less time for you that it was that people, uh, hear me, hear me. It said it was state-sponsored. Did you hear what I said? It, look it up. It was state-sponsored, state-sponsored Bible curriculum, you know, the whole reading, and it literally said, out of the King James Version, and prayer. Now, folks, that's only 100 years ago, about 103 years ago, that you can look back and you see this. Okay, so my question is, how old are we as a country? Huh? It was 1776, so let's do some addition, all right? So from 1776 to 1876, that's 100 years. Then 1876 to 1976, that's 200 years, right? Isn't that right? Okay? And then 86, 96, 2006, 2016, and and, and then you add, what, uh, seven more years on it. We're talking 247 years, Okay? Pay attention. I know this ain't no class. I get all that. Ain't no math class. Ain't no history class. But listen to me. So we're talking 247 years. But yet 100 years ago, 147 years after all of this is put together and we've got our uh, Constitution and all of that and people want to say, oh, there was separation between state and church and blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> and yet, a hundred years ago, you had state-sponsored prayer and Bible reading. We're talking public school. And we're not talking about where, well, they would pull them out and go to another class. No. Because uh -uh. let me tell you, they didn't stop that, literally. Look it up. Until 1963. Now, they tried. Because I do remember in the 1960s when I was here in Texas that some of the teachers were still praying in the classes. Now, that probably angered some, but uh, I don't know why it continued without the teachers getting fired, but it went on because I remember very clearly. Hmm? I ain't sitting here to tell you a lie. I'm going to tell you a lie. Go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. Now, when you look back, and the reason why I say 1963 because that's when they had... Uh, people that were atheists. You know, you remember Madeline o Mary O'Hara. She was the face and the voice of, of atheism in the 60s and early 70s. And, uh, you know, she she didn't like prayer in school. She didn't like all this kind of stuff, you know. And uh, and, and it made it difficult for her family. Now, listen, I, I don't know why the woman got death threats, but she did. I know that she did because I studied that and I saw she got death threats against her and her family and that kind of thing. Uh, 
because if it came from true Christians, true Christians really shouldn't have been given death threats. I mean, really, let's be real. Because the Bible tells us that Jesus said, you know, the one you're supposed to be following, he said to love your enemy. You're not supposed to be throwing death threats at him. You say, well, they were trying to take prayer out of school, but you're not supposed to be throwing death. Do you know what Jesus said you're supposed to be doing? Huh? And if you don't, you're a hypocrite. You're a liar. You're a false, phony, fake Christian. That's what you are. You're fake. You're phony. You say, well, I don't like being talked like that. Then repent. Because if you think that you can go around hating your enemy, Jesus did not teach that. He said, love your enemy. You know better. Don't sit there and tell me you don't know that. You know, the problem is people want to cherry pick the Bible. Hmm? You talk about holiness people. I know I've heard people, uh, they say, oh, you holiness people, you like to cherry pick the Bible. Oh, you don't even know what you're talking about. You are the ones cherry picking the Bible. And, and when I say you, y'all, I'm talking about some of you people claim to be Christian. You cherry picking the Bible. When God said there's certain things that are abomination, you better hear him. You better hear him because he's not playing. And when God said that he hates, do you hear? And it's abomination unto him, do you hear? And the Lord said that he changes not. You think God's going to change his mind? He ain't going to change his mind about it. He's still got the same mind about abominations. Oh, yes, he does. And one of them is, is, is this right here that we're looking at in Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 18, a heart that devises wicked imaginations. And you make up wicked plans. So, so here it is. You've got that 100 years ago, which was already 147 years. Okay, when they, if they celebrated the 4th of July, I don't know if they did back in the 1920s, I can't remember. But anyway, it, it, let's just say, you know, they, they got going on and their children going to the public school and all that kind of thing. Now it was really difficult for people to go to school, even in the 1920s in public school, because uh, a lot of people didn't have cars then. Even, can you imagine? I mean, we can't even imagine. I mean, the poorest folks uh, got cars, and even the poor folks, some poor folks living in the cars. I, I lived in my car for a while. I, I know about those things. But, but listen, there are people out there that think that in this generation right now, they got this idea that the forefathers had a mind and a plan that we weren't supposed to have anything that would come together uh, as far as any kind of religious instruction or anything. That's not what the Bible, well, excuse me, that's not what the, the forefathers said in the Constitution or anything. It's certainly not the Bible. But uh, anyway, but no, that wasn't the plan because 147 years later, Okay, in 1920, you still got, uh, it's already 147 years old, and they are having state, state-sponsored Bible reading out of the King James Version. State-sponsored, I'm talking state-sponsored, prayer in schools. Huh? Where, in other words, the government is going to pay the schools. They really were struggling back then in the 1920s. They had uh, ran out of money. There were like thousands upon thousands of schools that closed because they just were not uh, supported enough and that kind of thing. And it created a lot of problems and people losing education, all that kind of thing. I mean, it was just really a really difficult time. But listen, for people to be foolish enough to think that our forefathers had no thought or mind um, towards anything that had to do with the Bible or Christianity or prayer or the Lord Jesus. That's not true. 
That's a bold-faced lie. That is a wicked imagination. Did you hear me? That's a wicked imagination. Because God put it in the heart of people to have some semblance of the Lord when this country was made. And now you've got people that are literally coming to the forefront and just dismantling everything or attempting to. But let me tell you something. I'm not worried about them dismantling America because I have said before, uh, honestly, I've actually told my children, uh, you know, I've got children that are in their 20s and one that's 30, is the oldest. Uh, and I've said to them, because I'm in my 60s. I said, listen, y'all, especially the ones that are in your 20s and that, I said, when you get to be my age, okay, so we're going to add on uh, those in the 20s, add on another 40 years. I said, when you get to my age, because I won't be here 40 years from now. I'm not that, I won't live that long. Uh, but when you get to my age in the 60s, I said, you're going to see a different America than you see now. And I believe that with all my heart. Unless people turn around and repent and turn back to God, America is going down. And that's sad. It's sad. And the reason is because of this right here. Wicked imaginations have gotten a hold of people. And they uh, decided to throw God out. They decided to throw out communication to God. Don't you know prayer is communication to God? That's right. They said, we don't need to teach these children to talk to God. We don't need to teach these children about the Word of God. We need to separate ourselves uh, because uh, this is what the forefathers meant. No, they did not. No, they didn't. That is a wicked imagination that has come up in the hearts of wicked people, wicked and ungodly people, that have made their life's goal, shall we say, in deciding what America needs. Look at the mess that you've created. Hmm? Now, when I say you, some of you are going to go, well, wait a minute, pastor, brother, preacher, teacher, whatever you are. This is supposed to be a Christian podcast. Well, let me ask you something. Where's your Christianity? Hmm? Did you toss it in the garbage? Are you one of them fake, phony Christians you walk around? Look, I used to be one. You know why the Lord said, you can go preach it now? Because you have got to get yourself. Hallelujah! You've got to get yourself under the blood of Jesus. And let the power of God move in your soul. Allow that baptism of the Holy Ghost to take place in your soul. And let God do a work in your life and change your life and change your attitude. And then the Lord say, he's going to tell you, you, you got to go tell people. Now, he may not tell you to be a preacher like God has called me to be. He may not call you to be a podcast speaker. He may not call you to be a preacher, teacher, pastor, whatever. But God will tell you to go tell the world about the true Jesus and the true gospel. Don't you know the Bible says, the apostles warned us of another Jesus being preached uh -huh, and another spirit being preached. 
uh-huh, and another doctrine being preached, uh-huh. And you know what doctrine is? It's teaching. That's what that word means. And so, 100 years ago, you had our country at 147 years, and nobody had a prob problem with it for a long time. But then all of a sudden, don't you know what the 20s were called? The Roaring 20s. What do you think got roared up and reared up and reffed up? The devil himself. Oh, yeah. He just knew that he wanted to come against even stronger and more difficult and more uh, intense than he had before. You see, the devil tried to do things and destroying people like with slavery and that kind of thing. He tried to destroy people's, uh, and when I say people, I'm talking about all of those that were slaves. Tried to destroy their, you know, shall we say their self-esteem and their livelihood and their personhood, you see. Satan wanted to just use other human beings to destroy other human beings. And when the devil saw, okay, well, that ain't quite working the way I want to, so we're going to kind of uh, change this up. We'll give it a different look. And so now uh, slavery does have a different look. It, it really does because there are people that are sex slaves. There are people that are, I mean, I've heard some horrible, horrible studies uh, stories of of people that are wanting to come to America and they think they're actually getting real honest jobs and they get over here and people are abusing them, hide them and abuse them and sexually abuse them and put them in the sex trade and force them and tell them, look, you don't do this, then uh, we're going to report you and you'll go back to your country. And so, I mean, just horrible stuff that people have done. So slavery has kind of turned its head in a different direction but that's because satan keeps people bound and and satan will use people you know that's what satan does listen these are all part of wicked imaginations i, I you know i mean there's no way else to to look at this but listen god don't change god don't change he does not change Human beings have a tendency to change. They change their thoughts. Our thoughts are not God's thoughts. Our ways are not God's ways. It's just not that way. And this is the reason why that God baptizes. He offers to baptize us. Let me say it that way. He offers to baptize us with the Holy Ghost. He, if we'll do what? Obey Him. And I've got proof of that because in Acts chapter 5 and verse 32, He said to give the Holy Ghost to those that obey Him. Don't sit there and tell me you got the Holy Ghost just because you believe in Jesus. Because then that would mean that the devils would also get the Holy Ghost. Because the Bible says in the book of James that the devils believe uh, in one God and they tremble. So don't sit there and tell me, oh, uh, once I believed, uh, God gave me the Spirit. No, that's not true. Because then that would mean that the devil would be able to do the same thing. And that's not true. But it goes further in Acts chapter 5 and verse 32 because it says the Holy Ghost is given to those that obey him. You got to obey the Lord. Hmm? Obey him how? In repenting of your soul or your sins in your soul. Repenting of your sins in your soul. 
Because as long as you don't, and that don't mean you just say, oh, Lord, I'm sorry, and then you just keep doing it. That's not repentance. That's, that's, you're, you're a hypocrite if you think that's repentance. You're lying to your own self. And all of that is wicked imaginations, wicked imaginations. And you've got preachers, okay? And when I say preachers, I'm really losing, using that loosely. But people who speak, let's put it that way. Hmm? And they'll use the Bible, and they'll say they're a preacher of the Lord, and then they'll get up and open up the Bible, and then they'll preach a lie. You say, oh, that can't be done out of the Bible. Oh, yes, it can. The devil is very, very wise to what the Word says. Are you so foolish that you don't know that? The only reason why you wouldn't know that is because you don't read the Bible. But the devil is very wise to the Word. He certainly can quote it. And so you better get busy and learn the Word too. Because he's not stupid when it comes to the Word. And so what the devil will do is he will use the Word and twist it. That's what he did with Eve in the garden. Mama Eve in the garden. He twisted what God said. Yes, he did. Go back and read it. In the book of Genesis, first uh, couple chapters, go read and see. Huh? She was deceived. And so, you know, this wicked imagination thing is serious business with God. That's why he hates it. Because wicked imaginations or wicked plans, and see, look, this whole thing of taking prayer and and and, and the Bible out of schools, it was a wicked plan that Satan started. That's true. But guess what? He found those that would be used as a tool to do his work. Oh, yes. He sure did. He found, and unfortunately, I'm going to say this, even some that claim to be Christian and use them, well, I don't want this there because... And you make your excuses. Wow, what a lousy Christian you are. Hmm? You don't like me saying that? Well, you are a lousy Christian. If, if, if you've got this thought in your head that it's better not to have prayer in school and better not to have the Word of God preached, or not preached, but read in the schools... The King James Version, as it was, up, uh, up until a little over 100 years ago, we hear uh, of this still being done all the way through to 1963 even. Prayer, at least. And there were even stragglers, like I said, because I remember one of my teachers right here in Texas, in Houston, in the South, you know, down in the South, uh, where she would still pray before class started. And those things made an indelible impression upon me because it was like, okay, she's asking for the Lord to help her through this day and help us through this day. That, that gives you this idea. Look, we need God. We need Him to lead us and guide us. But you've got even Christians now. Well, you claim to be. I'll just put it that way. You like to use that title. Hmm? Is that right? You like to use the title, but you don't want to listen to His rules. Yeah, there's a lot of people like that. A lot of people that claim to be Christian, and you like the title of it. And matter of fact, you got some people say, I, I don't try, I don't even, lose, I don't even use that uh, uh, title anymore. No, child, don't do that. And you know why? Because a lot of people look at Christianity as this bad thing now. 
Well, the only reason why they're doing that is because they want to look at all the ones that are hypocrites. They don't want to look at the, the people that preach holiness. They don't want to do that. They, they don't want to look at the people that say, look, uh, there is a God that demands that we walk holy. They don't want to listen to those people. They, they want to listen to people that are going to tell them whatever makes them comfortable. And you know that's the truth. But God said he hates wicked imaginations. You say, well, I don't think it was a wicked imagination that uh, would take prayer and Bible reading out of schools. If you're saying that and you claim to follow Jesus, I'm telling you, you're going down the wrong road. And I'm telling you that because of what I see in the Bible. You say, well, what tells you that we ought to have prayer and Bible reading in schools? I don't see where it literally tells you verbatim to have it in schools, but I do see where it does say that prayer is essential to the battle that we fight with the devil. Hmm? Do you think there's no battle in schools with the devil? You're blind if you think that. Look at all of the... The, the, the vicious behavior going on in schools now. Look at all of the mass killings that have been at the hands of students in schools now. I remember I said that to somebody one time, and they purposely went and said, Well, I found on the phone this, that, and the other. Da, da. Oh, you may have found some kind of, of uh, mass shooting here or there, but it's not like it's been huh, since 1963. It sure has ramped up. Oh, yes, and you know that's true. Don't sit there and say, Oh, well, it was just that now we got more communication and people know more about things. Oh, that's a bunch of nonsense. Why don't you sit down and be quiet? You're just running your trap. You need to be quiet. And I'm not, I'm not saying anything that the Apostle Paul didn't say. He said their mouths must be stopped. So I'm going to stop it. I'm going to tell you, you need to stop your mouth running. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. I told you God put a fire in my mouth. You want to hear this preacher, you're going to hear some fire coming out of my mouth. Because that's what God said. He said, don't be afraid of it. Tell him, tell him, tell him. So I'm going to tell you what God said, whether you like it or not. And God said he hates Wicked imaginations. Wicked plans. And I'm going to tell you what, it was a plan way back yonder. Because Satan knew full well what was going to happen when schools were, uh, were flipped upside down and God's prayer, uh, communication to God was taken out. Prayer was taken out. And the word of God was taken out. The, uh, the devil knew exactly what was going to happen. And here we are. You see, back then, teachers had control over the students. They don't anymore. Now you've got teachers being shot by little six-year-old children. You don't think that's true? Look it up. Six-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old little children bringing guns to school and shooting their teachers on purpose and knowing full well what they've done is how killed that blankety-blank. We're talking some wickedness that has taken over. And it's all because you took God's word out 
and you took communication to God, which is prayer, out of the school system. That's what you did. You see, as long as God was there, you didn't have all this nasty mess going on. Matter of fact, the teacher take a ruler and just tear your little behind up and get control of the class and make your mind. You say, well, I don't like hearing that tear them up kind of thing. Why, these children that's been abused, you shouldn't use the word tear them up. Listen, that's how I talk in the South. Get over it. Sit down and be quiet and get over it and stop being such a whiny baby. I don't understand all this. I do not. God didn't. You, you know, listen. God didn't make no wishy-washy, wishy-washy, whiny little people. No. God said, look, you got to stand up and tell it. You got to let them know, look, you're going down the wrong road. You're going straight to hell. You think just because you call on Jesus, you ain't going to hell. You're going to go straight to hell. You say, well, you're putting judgment on. No, I'm, I, I'm not the one to put the judgment on you. God's word did. Because if you're going to walk like a hypocrite, God has already said where the hypocrites go. I didn't say it. I'm just telling you what he said. That's all I'm doing. I'm just a messenger. And I've told you that. Okay? Because I didn't do the judging. God did. I'm just telling you what his judgment is. And you either like it or you don't. And listen, I'm not saying that I'm... Listen, that some people, they, they hear me preaching and they say, Oh, you think you're just so perfect. Listen, I'm perfect in God because Jesus is in my soul and he has made me incomplete. He's made me complete and not incomplete. He is literally perfected. Look, when God puts you... Hallelujah. In the body of Christ and baptizes you with the Holy Ghost. You've been baptized in Jesus' name and accept the Lord Jesus as your Savior. You stand perfect before the Lord Jesus Christ and God Almighty. You say, well, sound like you're separating them. I thought you was oneness. Oh, I am oneness. But I know what Jesus said. He said, you can't get to the Father but through him. Through Jesus. You can't do it. There's no way to divide it up. You've got to go through Jesus no matter what you do if you're going to get to the Father because it's all in Jesus. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 9, huh? what, what does it say? Y'all know what it says? I bet you some of you don't even know what that verse is, do you? Hmm? All the fullness of the Godhead dwelleth in Jesus bodily. What do you think that means when it says all the fullness of the Godhead? You think the Bible's lying? Come on. And so it is. The word of God is the word of God. And and, and listen, if, if we're going to be wanting peace, where do you think peace comes? You want peace in schools? You ain't going to get it until you get Jesus back in the schools. But you know what? The world has turned a corner. And so you know what? The people of God that are really going to live for the Lord with all of their heart, I'm going to tell you what, there's an agenda out there. Listen, I've told y'all about, you know, my testimony. I've expressed it and the whole bit, you know, coming from, and some people, I don't know, I guess some people don't believe that I came from the, from the, from the world of, of the gay folks, but it's true. And, you know, God did a work in my life. And uh, you say, well, uh, you, you try and say you went through that uh, therapy, that, uh, that repaired therapy. No, I don't believe in that. I, I, as a matter of fact, you know, to this day, I'm still saying sex attracted. I'm not, but I kept praying and I asked the Lord. And the Lord finally spoke to me after years and years of me asking him, Lord, can you just take it out of me? And the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you. 
That's what the Lord told me. And I'll tell you what, he shook me up. I said, yes, sir. And he said, now get up and go tell him what I said. So that's what I'm doing. I'm telling you what he said. Whether you like it or not. And then the Lord said, remind him of what I put in the mouth of the apostle Paul. That I will choose the base. I will choose those that are despised in the world to preach my word and to teach holiness and godliness because I choose what I want because I'm God. That's what God says. He's God. He gets to choose. You and I don't get to choose. He gets to choose. So he chose me and I can't help it. And I argued with him. I said, Lord, look, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. I, I came to you. I was a complete mess. Lord, you know all the filth I was in and all the and backsliding and, and over and all the stuff. My God, Lord, why would you even bother? Because when I look at the qualifications, Lord, I literally said this to the Lord. I said, when I look at the qualifications that you gave Timothy out of the mouth of Apostle Paul to tell him, this is how you're going to look for the qualifications. He said, didn't I make that to you, uh, you out of that with you now? He said, didn't I do that work in you now? Didn't I change you now? He said, haven't I done that in you now? I had to say, yes, Lord. He said, do you think like you used to think? I said, no, Lord. You say, the Lord talks like that to you? Yes, he does. The Lord has talked to me sometimes very sternly. Now, I, I can't help how the Lord speaks to me. You know, somebody, I remember hearing a, somebody said to me, they said, well, I mean, I heard this preaching said to me because I was listening. Uh, but uh, preaching and saying, you know, God don't do this thing where he say, because uh, some people get this, I, I will send thee to the world and I will, you know, and talk to you like that. Secure you and walk with you, for I am thee that speaks to thee. God, don't <laughs> listen to me. I understand that we got that idea because of the old English in the King James Version. But God speaks to you right where you are. And, and the Lord just talks to me like I talk. You say the Lord got an accent? I don't mean that. But what I mean is the Lord just talks to me just in plain, understandable language to me. That I, You say, well, you trying to say the Lord literally talks to you? Yes, he does. Are you telling me he don't speak to you? Why not? If you've been baptized with the Holy Ghost and you talk to the Lord, you don't, you don't have the Lord talking back to you? Why not? Because if he talks to me, I know of other people that said the same thing. I ain't like a loose cannon here like I lost my mind. I mean, there are people that have said, yes, the Lord speaks to them. Now, where's the majority of where the Lord speaks? Out of his word. You, you can't have the Lord, you know, saying something to you where you would hear the Lord speaking like so loudly inside of your soul. And have I heard an audible voice? I have heard an audible, audible voice uh, probably three, maybe two, three times in my life. Scared the living daylights out of me. But yes, I have. But the majority of it is deep inside your soul and it's like this loud uh, system, sound system inside your soul 
and God's speaking to you very clearly. But when he does, he's always lined up with the word because the Holy Ghost is never going to be out of line with the word. That's what the devil will do. The devil will try to get you out of line with the word. But God is not going to do that. Because it takes the spirit and the word together. Together. Because Jesus is not going to remove you from the Spirit leading you and guiding you, because the Bible says that the Spirit will lead you and guide you in all truth. But where do you get the truth? You get the truth from the Word of God. Amen. And so we've got to be about our Father's business and speak the truth and 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 tell people. Now, listen. You know, some people don't understand. They say, "Well, if you same-sex attracted and and you 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 still use that term spouse with the one that you you've been with for twenty uh, going on twenty-three years now, just about." Uh, and that you live in the same house and on and on. And, and Brother Vernon is part of the ministry and all that. Listen, God called us. He called us out. He called us out of uh, the uh, gay agenda, called us out of the church that we met in and all of those things. And I've got, you know, I, like I said, I've talked about the testimony. But listen, uh, God's going to use what he chooses and he's going to set up what he's going to do. And I know that, and the Lord told me, he said, you're going to have people that are going to... Uh, have a problem with this on the right because they are not going to be able to see this and understand it. And then you're going to have people on the left that are going to be angry with you because you're telling them, look, you got to repent and come out from among that gay agenda. And and all of this uh, that has come about lately with uh, the transgender agenda that's come about. And that's a whole separate subject than the gay issue. It really is in the gay uh, agenda because there is a gay agenda. I've seen it. I was a part of it. I've moved with it. I, I know what I'm saying to you and I'm, I'm not going to be deceptive to you. I'm going to tell you because there is an agenda and you've got to, you got to be wise to that because the devil, he's got his way and you've got to be very, very wise. You know, the Lord tells us to be wise as a serpent but gentle as a dove. You know, you can't go around. That, that's why I said what I did earlier. You know, you could... You can't go around hating your enemy. I mean, do I, you know, am I happy that they took prayer out of schools? Am I happy they took the word of God out of schools? Absolutely not. You ought to know that by this podcast that I don't like that. That I actually hate it. Because I think it's a wicked imagination that came upon people from the enemy himself. Satan put it in the hearts of people to bring that about. And now here we are, and we are dealing with the consequences of it. But look, God is going to raise people up that are going to speak the word of God. And they're going to talk about the blessedness of truth, okay? And yes, the world's not going to like that. They, they're going to fight that. They don't, why do you think that my podcast just don't really seem to get out there like all these other podcasts? Because I'm going to tell you what, if I got on here and I talked about other things and I'm I'm back in the gay community and I'm doing all this other stuff, I'm telling you what, this, sounds, this thing would just bounce. And you know it would. But because I'm sitting here and I'm saying what I'm saying, you know full well, that's why it don't bounce. Amen. You know that's why. That's why I don't bounce. And when I say bounce, I'm talking about you know being being a thing where people say, "Did you hear that podcast? Did did you did you see that podcast? Do you hear that crazy preacher? Did you you got to listen to this man? You got to hear, you know that kind of thing." And you know what I'm saying is true, because I got a feeling that you know sometimes people you know they got go through. I don't know how they do it, but, uh, you know, listening to certain things, and maybe somebody reports something and say, well, you know, this man over here, he's saying this and he's saying that. Not. Wicked imaginations. 
Because, see, that's another thing. Wicked imaginations bring people about to stand against anything that talks about the holiness of God and, and separation from the world, living right before the Lord, living holy before God. Amen, like the Lord's called us to do. Amen. God has called us to live holy, and we better get right and do that. Amen. You say, well, what, what's going on? Because the Bible says that, uh, you know, that uh, man should not lie with mankind as with womankind, and you living up there in that house. Listen, we obey that verse. Amen. We believe that wholeheartedly. We obey that verse. And I'm going to tell you what, if any of you are, listen, if you're gay and you're listening to this, listen, listen, this is not a slam against you. Listen, I, I will always be same-sex attracted because the Lord said, I mean, unless the Lord changed it somehow from now to then, but I'm just saying, it's just the way that it is. And God finally said, look, get over it. He said, my grace is sufficient. Move on. Do what I said. Go tell them what I said and don't be afraid of their faces. But I have called you, go do what I said. And I chose to obey. I didn't have to, but I knew I was when I'd run. Huh? Oh, yeah, I knew I was running. Let me tell you something. You running from God, you better stop. <laughs> you better quit. Listen, I, like I said, I was telling somebody today in the text, I, mean, I said, look, because they said, well, does that mean the Holy Ghost left your daughter? I said, no. I said, she was baptized with the Holy Ghost. I said, they said, just because she walked in your living room one day and said, I don't believe what you believe anymore, uh, do you think the Holy Ghost just left her? And I said, absolutely not. I said, I know the Lord baptized her with the Holy Ghost, and that Holy Ghost is still in her, so God's going to chase her down. Now, that don't mean God's going to force himself on her, but he's sure enough going to chase you down. You got baptized with that Holy Ghost? Listen, God put his mark on you. That's his seal. That's the seal of the king. And, and God put that mark on you. You belong to him. And you're going to go up and live like the devil and act like the devil. God has still seized that mark he put on you when he baptized with the Holy Ghost. And God's not going to let you go. He's going to run after you. That's what he did with me. He kept on running after me. And I finally just, I just lifted up my hands. I finally said, I surrender. Okay, I said, God, here I am. Take me, do what you want. I, I'm done running. I'm tired of running. Lord, do what you want. And that's where we have to get. We have to get to the you're going to have to get yourself right with God. You're going to have to let the Holy Ghost take over. You're going to have to allow yourself to be full of the power of God. You're going to have to allow Jesus to come inside of you and live inside of you and let yourself become a hot flaming fire for God in Jesus' name. That's what you're going to have to do. Oh, hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you what God has done a great work in Brother Vernon's life. God baptized him with the Holy Ghost too. And, and he was baptized in Jesus' name. And I'm just so excited with what God is doing with him in his life. And God told me and him that we were to go together, to walk two by two, side by side. He said, because i got a ministry for you. You're going to walk, you're going to do. And so we're going to do. We're going to do. And we're going to follow the Lord, whatever, you know, he's got going on. But, uh, but uh, uh, you know, God has given me uh, that uh, clear. Uh, how do they say clear as a bell? Mm -hmm. So, you know, when God speaks, you better listen to him. Because the things that we have ideas about, listen, God can turn you, your, your way 
he can completely turn you upside down. I'm not kidding because if somebody would have said to me, let's say 20 years ago, let's see, uh, let's say 22 years ago, let's go back 20, 22 years ago. Brother Vernon and I together for 23 years now. So let's say 22 years ago. If you would have said 22 years ago, so we've been together about a year, and we were going to that church called Metropolitan Community Church that was really known as a gay church. Uh, if you would have told me 22 years ago that I would be sitting here doing a podcast, that I would no longer be a part of the gay community, that God had called me out, and, and all, I would have just said, there ain't no way that's happening. I don't believe that's happening. But you see, listen, God has got a way. God can turn anything around. Listen, you got children you're praying for. You, you've got uh, spouses you're praying for. Listen, God can do anything. The Lord, oh, hallelujah. I know when I look at what God did for me and what God has done with Brother Vernon, when I, when I think of all that the Lord has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. And so with all that said, I just uh, want to encourage y'all. Listen, I know that it's difficult. My, my daughter, the one that is really my other daughter, uh, that has turned herself completely around towards the Lord, um, she said to me one day, she sent me a text. She goes, Dad, I don't know what I'm going to do. She said, because now they passed a law, I guess, up in the state of Washington, that if, if your children say that they're transgender, that if you don't agree with them or you don't something, I guess, support them or whatever, that they can try to take your child away from you. So this is, this is wicked imaginations, folks. It's, it's wicked imaginations, and God hates this. Listen, we were all born, uh, or crea let me back up. We were all created as God uh, said we should be. Matter of fact, what I want to do, I want to close this podcast with reading something in the book of Romans. I believe it's the book of Romans chapter 9. Let me, let me find that. Romans uh, chapter 9, I believe it is. And I believe, excuse me, I, I had to leave my chair and get my glasses. It fell off the desk when I hit the desk. All right, so uh, Romans, oh, wait a minute, I'm in Corinthians. What am I doing? Uh, Romans chapter 9 and verse 20, I believe it is. Let's see. Um, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen to what this verse says, and then and then I'm gonna sign off here. The verse here in nine, uh, chapter nine, verse twenty. And I, listen, all of you theologians, as you call yourself, listen to me. Are you gonna hear me? Huh? Do you know the Lord shows? He shows a couple of people that were uneducated, and and you know the Lord. He, he rarely, the Apostle Paul said, he rarely goes after those that are of some great, uh, you know, mind or, or, you know, great educational background and all of that. God rarely is going to do that. God is going to go between those that are down, down here in, in, in the gutter like I was. And he's going to uh, take people that 
uh, like me, that uh, I, 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 com I say I committed suicide because my heart literally stopped in the emergency room and God raised me from the dead. God literally put my spirit back in my body and raised me from the dead. And uh, that was when I was a teenager. But, I, you know, I felt like I had nowhere to turn. I didn't know what to do. And then two years after God, glory to God, after the Lord rose me from the dead, Two years later, God led me to a little Pentecostal, a little white Pentecostal church. When I say white, I'm talking about the outside building. It was all white. Um, and I got in there and I was baptized with the Holy Ghost. Uh, but anyway, there's a whole other story to all of those things. But anyway, um, listen, the Lord will lead you and guide you. But I want to say something to those that might be listening that either maybe you got family that are maybe dealing with transgender uh, issues, transgender uh, uh, what do I call it? Um, dysphoria. Um, this is what the Word of God says. It says in chapter 9 of the book of Romans, verse 20, Nay, but, O man, art, uh, who art thou that repliest against God? Who are we to reply against God? About what? Shall the thing formed, we were all formed, say to him that formed it, that's talking about God, why hast thou made me thus? In other words, why have you made me like this God? And you've got people, and please, I want, I want people, listen, I want everybody to listen. Now, I ain't trying to be your daddy. I'm just, I want you to listen. <clears throat> Those of you that claim to be really true Holy Ghost-filled Christians, you won't have to understand something. There are people that truly struggle with these things don't don't discount it they really do struggle with these things now i never struggled with transgender issues myself but i've met people and truly uh you can see that their heart is really struggling with this uh, this thing of being trapped in the wrong body or whatever it is that they feel but um but i want to say this gently as as a, a pastoral voice i guess you could say i want to say this look the word of god is saying to us that we shouldn't reply back to god about what he's created what he's formed and when you listen to jeremiah you know god spoke to jeremiah and god had jeremiah write it all out but the lord spoke to him and he told him that he had formed him in the womb and this is what God does. He forms each and every one of us in the womb. And we're not, you know, you don't have it assigned to you by human beings as to what you are. No, you are what you are when you're born. Because God has created your body in a way for them to know what you are, whether you're male or female. Now, we could get into all the semantics and all of the detail. And trust me, I can go there. Uh, about the science of, uh, you know, all the different um, things that you've got going on concerning cro chromosomes and all that kind of thing. Now, I'm not saying I'm a scientist or anything like that, but look, <clears throat> I, I, can, I can explain to you enough for you to understand. God has made, as the Word says, both male and female. Now, I'm going to say this in as, as loving and kind manner that I can say. We can't reply against God about what he's made. But if you're struggling with that, you can 
as the Bible says, we go and we tell our faults one to another and our struggles, our battles, our difficulties, and share that. And we've got to be able to share those things. So you that are Holy Ghost filled and baptized in Jesus' name, listen, you're going to have to be able to, to deal with the change that's coming in this world. Because there are people, Satan has put it in the hearts of people that God made a mistake. And you're going to have to understand they really feel that. They're really struggling with those battles. Those are real uh, chains, real things in the spirit realm that Satan has placed upon people. And they really feel this. They really feel those struggles and the battles. And you're going to have to not have this attitude, well, you just need to pray and be done with it. No, sometimes it's going to take a lot of love and care on your part. Real, true devotion to that person, care, concern. When I say devotion to that person, I mean that you are going to be there through the difficult times, through the troubled times, when maybe they're crying their eyes out and they're struggling so much they don't know what they're doing. And you can't just come along, well, you know, you're just going to have to get over it because the Bible says you don't reply against God. But they should be able to come to you and say, look, I, I struggle with this so much. Let them talk. Let them uh, tell you what their struggles are. Do you not read the rest of the word that, that says that uh, we tell of our faults? Because it is a fault when we have something that goes the opposite of what God's word says. And we've all got some kind of fault it, it, you know, that God has to work on. We all have to be worked on. Because if we didn't have to be worked on, then why would we need the word of God to perfect us? Because that's what the Bible says the word of God does. That it perfects us until when? Until Jesus comes. So we are all a work in progress. Don't sit there and tell me that you that Jesus ain't got nothing to work on for you because that you would be flying against the word of God and what it says. Now, the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And it says that uh, those that sin are of the devil. So God wants us to come out from sin and God wants us to live a repentant life each and every single day that we live. Every day you wake up, God, search my heart. Is there anything within my soul that is not right with you? Help me, God, to serve you today. Help me to have the power to, to live for you and to honor you. And be willing to pray with those folks, even if that means that you years on end that you've got to be praying with them to help them through. Don't give up. Stop being these people that, that just act like that, uh, uh, that there's no work involved once you've invited them to church and they come and go down the altar and then you think your work is over. How could you leave a baby laying there because that's what they are, new, new creatures in Christ. Isn't that what it says? It says they're babes in the Lord. Would you leave a baby laying on the floor and not take care of them? Come on, you know better. Come on, do you read the word? You better read that word. Because we got to take care of these babies, and especially with the struggles they've got, they 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 have these difficulties that Satan has has really uh, got people more and more bound up as we get closer and closer to these end days. Things the Bible says men's hearts are going to wax worse and worse. We know that's what the Bible says, and so we got to be willing to do our part. And it's going to be some hard work, and you know, and those that struggle with, um, uh, you know, in their lives and. And, and say, look, I'm, I'm still same-sex attraction. And if I've said to you that God said his grace is sufficient, don't come along and say to me, oh, that wasn't from God. You need to sit down and be quiet. Because if that's what you're going to say, I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> 
you ain't got that right. Because God's grace will be sufficient. It was sufficient for the Apostle Paul. He prayed three times for something to be relieved of, of him, that, that burdened him, that was a difficult thing for him to deal with. And, and, and God said, my grace is sufficient. God is going to do that with many people in these last days with eunuchs. And I believe the eunuchs are the sexually different of the world. But God can use them. God can use the eunuchs. I'm telling you right now, listen. You got to, those of you that are gay or that maybe you struggle with those things, maybe you don't call yourself, maybe, maybe you're bisexual, maybe uh, whatever the case may be, and you just never told them about it because you know the Christians, they have a tendency to throw you in the d ditch and burn you up, uh, you know, if they hear that kind of thing, because I've had that done to me. I know how it goes. Uh, but listen, the Lord is there to help you through. And God is going to raise up voices like mine and anybody else. They're going to tell you, look, God loves you. And let's stand together uh, with people, and let's 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 hold their hand. Let's help help them through uh, these things, and and be there for them, and and give them a family to be a part of. Because if they tell you, look, I'm still uh, same sex attracted, but that don't mean that I don't love the Lord. That don't mean. Listen, they mean that. They mean that from the bottom of their heart. And, and encourage them to, to walk with the Lord. Encourage them and to go to the prayer room and encourage them to be with you. Invite them to dinner and being a part of their lives and just uh, being, uh, you know, what you're supposed to be. A loving, godly person that reaches uh, your brothers and sisters in the Lord uh, that uh, are needing support, that are needing uh, a hand up, you know, to to uh, walk with the Lord and that strength and that guidance and that encouragement. And so, with that said, I'm going. I'm going to let y'all go because I've been here for almost an hour and a half, and I don't even know if the. I have no idea if the podcast even allows for the whole thing to go. I don't even know. I mean, I'm just hoping that somewhere along the line the Lord just rides over everything and just allows the podcast to go where it's supposed to go. But listen. I won't tell you. God loves you. And yes, I've got a stern word of fire from God when he uh, put it in my heart to do the podcast to as well uh, do the, the ministry, the YouTube ministry of the unit preacher. And God has put it in the heart of Brother Vernon and I to, to start a church eventually and uh, has given us a name you know some people i know there's some people say oh god never give you the name before you even start the ministry well god did and i don't know what to tell you you're gonna have to argue with god about it but god did and he said you're gonna call it miracle tabernacle and so we believe that god is going to perform miracles in people's lives hallelujah and fill people with the hallelujah glory to god fill people with the baptism of the holy ghost and we're going to get people baptized in jesus name and teach them how to live a holy life and uh, uh get people saved uh, yes amen because that's what it's about reaching the lost for jesus christ we've got to get people saved folks and uh, god wants to baptize every soul with the holy ghost power and so with that said i want to sign off and just to ask you to, to uh, consider looking at our uh, YouTube ministry, The Eunuch Preacher, done by uh, J.W. Brand, just as well as this podcast done by J.W. Brand. That's myself, Brother J.W. Brand. And uh, y'all just uh, hang in there. And I just hope that the Lord will bless y'all with a wonderful weekend. And um, may, may God keep you in his care. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm out. <laughs>